Are you in your 20s and feeling a bit lost? Maybe you're in your 30s and wondering if things really do get better with age. Or possibly you're in your mid-30s and feeling a bit behind what society thinks you should be at, at your particular age. Well, our special guest, Ashley Pearl Vickers, talks all about how she transformed into the woman she is today, learning from her 20s and now thriving in her 30s. She's 37 years old, never married, does not have kids, but is the happiest she's ever been. She knows her worth, she travels the whole world, and she has not settled. And she shares all the wisdom she has learned along the way here with you today. You're listening to Big T Energy with your girls, Tiffany and Angie. We are so glad you came back to join us. And if you'd like to hang out with us more, check out our Patreon linked below. You can get all of our episodes for as little as cutting back on one Starbucks coffee each month. Either way, we really appreciate your support. So without further ado, let's learn some shit and improve our lives. Well, shit, pity there. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's basically it. No, it's no. Just, just our, it's very cutthroat, and nobody wants to. Nobody wants to help each other. Yeah, but I, I wanted to highlight two organizations that do, and how much they've elevated one another. Maybe you know them. I'm not sure, but Thrash and Raid and OG Pumpkin. Okay, no, so Benji Manabog and um, Angel Cortez's organizations, and um, I think. I can't remember. We were in San Diego for an event for a meetup and we got everyone together and they like super clicked and they like ran forward and just both of their organizations started like really lifting up the other and they now have like grown exponentially wow. separately but because also together. I thought Thrash and Raid and OG Pumpkin were the same fucking thing. No. Maybe that's I guess why. that's no. why. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was the same people because whenever I see Thrash and Raid I see OG Pumpkin. Yeah. But yeah. you know what they always say though is that just because you like um, someone else can shine but it's not going to dull your sparkle. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. heard of that? So it's mm -hmm. like someone else can succeed but it doesn't mean that you're going to fail. Like we all can succeed. Yeah. We work together in a community which is so ironic considering that the military operates in a community fashion. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Like we, we, we embed with each other. We literally work cohesively together. That's a lot of times how we successfully like complete a mission and mm -hmm. like get back alive. But yet for some reason, it seems like when that transitions over sometimes to the civilian world, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Everything's like, a competition. Yeah. yeah. Everything's a competition. Which, don't get me wrong. Friendly competition's great, but like shitting on one another and making sure someone else doesn't succeed is not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like withholding stuff. Like whenever somebody asks me if I know the fucking answer, I'm going to tell you because yeah. I wish somebody would have done that for me. So it's yeah. like, why do people just not fucking do that? Like it is so easy and it feels so good to know that yeah. you help somebody out. You're like, man, do you look know at me many, knowing some shit and telling you. Do you know how many girls, including veteran chicks too, who've like asked like how to start a podcast and like what to use for the podcast. Mm. And I give them. So, um, oh my God, of course I'm going to draw a blank on his name, but he's one of the black, <laughs> I know, right? like, but one of the black rifle guys, they end up starting like their own, like uh, video gaming, like kind of podcast. And they talk about like anime and all their like fun video game shit. And I was like, hey, dude, like even last year during SHOT Show, I was like, what do you, do you mind me asking, like, what do you use? Because I know, and I was expecting him to be like, yeah, yeah, I'll get it to you. And, and he wouldn't. 
he ended up texting me a whole Amazon list. Oh, nice. Of like everything. And so that's why I send people now, including all their things. Like I use this, I use this. This is cheaper here. Yeah. And like, because when he did that for me, I was like, dude, and it wasn't like him giving me any like secrets or he was going to not benefit from it. Yeah. It was just like, what the fuck? You're awesome, dude. Yeah. And of course his name's gonna come to me after the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I love when we can do that. Because mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah. But think you know? about like, if you didn't do it or or even if you did and like, what's the worst thing that could happen? So if we have two organizations that are thriving or maybe yours takes off more than mine mm-hmm. and you're doing better than me, if my mission is to help the world become a better place and I helped you and then you and you are helping the world because you have a bigger reach or, or a better capacity or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, I'm, I still inherently like achieved my goal. And what am I losing by you succeeding? Nothing. Very like, true. You know what I mean? Very, very true. I think some people have the mindset and I think this is not just in this community. I think it's just everywhere that somehow helping someone else is going to impede their success. Or if there's only like a certain allotment of money in the world and like, God forbid someone <laughs> takes some, cause it's going to take away from their yeah. mouth. Right. Yeah. And their family. Mm-hmm. And that's not always true unless I feel like it's, I, then I think of Yellowstone and then, <laughs> and then like, start Yellowstone and I think of Yellowstone. I'm like, well, let's come for your, yeah. your ranch land. You, you ranch can't land. have an acre. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then I'd be worried, but. but Where's you know, Rip? Yeah, I know. Oh my God. I didn't think that I'd find him attractive. Do you know what I read? I read like a little quote online and it was, it was something to the effect of like, Rip physically is not like anyone that's going to turn your head if he walks by you. Even his face. But the way that he like relentlessly supports, even though they have a, to- a little bit of a toxic relationship, but he relentlessly supports her. He never demeans her. Yeah. If he needs to talk to her, he pulls her aside, does it in private. And and it's it's that like that masculine love that he has for her in an empowering way, but also enforces his own boundaries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's like the attraction. Yeah. So he never makes, tries to dull her down. Yeah. He's like be as fucking he crazy never and wild as her you feel, need to be. Yep. Like get it girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, yeah. He, but he's known, that's, I think it. that's the best part is he's known her his like whole life almost. Mm-hmm. And so he's, and she's like, I am who I am. And, and he's he like, cool. And that's what yeah. I love about that. Because you should never enter a relationship trying to change someone. Right. Yep. Or dull their sparkle or shine, which actually reminds me, because I wanted to bring this up on the podcast anyway, Miley fucking Cyrus. Okay. Yes. So she is like, everyone loves her. She's very bubbly. She's like, she's crazy. I don't know. She's I feel like she's kind of a psycho. Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah. And so. I don't know if I love her. There, psycho, some people do. Yeah. Some people really do love her. <laughs> And I don't know much about her, but yeah. I've seen, like, I've ever seen a video of like her and Liam Hemsworth together mm-hmm. when they were married mm-hmm. at one point. And they're like taking pictures on the red carpet and doing something. I know what video you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, and she yeah. like is being all crazy and she like licks him and, like mm-hmm. as a joke. Like she doesn't really lick him, but acts like she does. And he just looks at her and he's like, can you fucking behave for once? Mm-hmm. And then he like tries to then like tickle her and act like everything's fine. And she's like, and then she he kind of gets out of the picture and she starts doing her crazy thing. Mm-hmm. And everyone in the comments was just like, I'm so glad she's not with him anymore because she can't, she couldn't be herself and whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. And you know how like she went through that rebellious, like wrecking ball stage, mm-hmm. right? Through all that. And people are like, what the fuck is going on with her? I feel like now everyone's starting to understand. Yeah. And this is why. So she came out with a new song and I'm obviously I'm going to regret myself for not knowing the exact title <laughs> of it, but it's like, oh God, I can't sing. It's like, I can buy myself flowers. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I can hold my own hand, right? And so like, I haven't heard it, but it sounds great. Yeah, okay. like, it's just exactly, it's exactly like that. Exactly like that. And so um, the reason why she says stuff like that. So Bruno Mars, he has he sings a song like, and I should have bought you flowers. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. And held your hand. And so. He, Liam, I think you sing great, by the way. The yeah. <laughs> I would not quit my day yeah. job. Liar. Yeah, so, yeah, liar. And so uh, Liam, when they were together, he's like, I dedicate this song to you. Like when Bruno Mars came out mm-hmm. with it, he dedicated that song to Miley. <clears throat> so on Liam's birthday, Miley dropped that song to him. Right. So she was basically saying like she took Bruno Mars's verse and said, like, listen, I can buy myself flowers. And I can hold myself my own hand like I don't mm-hmm. need you. Mm-hmm. And she dropped it on his birthday purposely for him. And then she filmed the music video in the house that he cheated on her. And uh. he apparently cheated on her with 14 women in the like not even two years that they were together in this in the same house. Like, yeah, it was just like, this house. And she whose house. It, it was like an extra house that they had. Okay. You know what I mean? Like some summer home. <laughs> so their or house. Extra mansion. <laughs> <It's laughs> like beach. 15 okay. extra homes. You know how it is. Okay. Fuck. And apparently he had fucked like 14 uh. women in there. So she not only released that song that, you know, definitely relates to the song he dedicated to her, but also filmed the music video in that house he was fucking all those chicks in. Good for her. And I was like, Savage I yeah. love it. Boss babe. And then part of me was like, you know what? She's got it back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And everyone's like, now she makes sense. Like now this all whole thing makes sense. But I think as a woman, when, when you are eccentric or different and you don't fit into this mold and then you have probably like your parents in society who are trying to get you to conform and you're in love with someone who doesn't love that side of you, mm-hmm. right? Like they like the Hannah Montana side of you, not the Miley Cyrus side of you. And, and you're striving so hard to get like their approval. It makes you feel less about yourself, mm-hmm. right? So especially, insecure. Yeah. Especially like, at a younger yeah. age. Cause she was a little bit younger, yeah. I think with him. Yeah. Um, but there is, when you get older, a lot of power in finding that um, self-confidence and like self-love and and self-worth alone. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's so cliche, right? Like everybody talks about it. Yeah. And it's, uh, there's a a psychologist online. His name is the angry therapist. His name is Johnny Kim. Yeah. He has a, a couple of really great blogs out. And one of them is just all about like, love in his twenties versus finding love in his thirties. And now he's entering his forties and the way that he articulates it all, you know, like in your twenties, love is really passionate and like everything is emotional and you just want that like ride or die type of a thing. And then in your thirties, you become more grounded. It becomes more about finding a true partner in life or like someone that, that will like challenge you and help you grow and now he's, you know, leading into his 40s. So he's like, I'll let you know what love is like in yeah. your 40s. But to hear him say it, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not the only person experiencing life like this. Yeah. This is totally normal. Right. Yeah. And so like all my young girlfriends, I'm always like, you guys just wait. <laughs> like yeah, everything yeah. will make so it's, much I more had sense. A, an epiphany, I feel like when you were saying all that, because I, I've been married twice in my 20s. So like, but I do feel like both those men saw me for who I was and fell in love with me for who I was and then then tried to change me. And they also resent Mm -hmm. you for who you are. Oh, it was horrible. Oh my God. I remember my second husband, when he first met me, he would call me Tiffany Tough Nuts. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, and, and just was like, you're so independent. You're, you know, you're such a strong woman. And then when we were together, 
it was like, he hated that about me. And I, and while part of me like was resenting him for it, I also now realized too, cause we were, you kind of mentioned this about the whole, um, rip, like, and what's her name again? Beth. Beth. Thank you. What the Beth fuck? thing? I'm, I'm listen, fuck? three seasons in. I'm still <laughs> three on Beth. Seasons three seasons. Three seasons. No, dude, I knew her name before I even <laughs> fucking watched <laughs> it. It's only 30 shows. It's fine. <laughs> but Rip and Beth. Okay, so he is so masculine and he is so secure mm-hmm. in himself, right? And so, and he doesn't want to change her. And so because of that, she feels fully loved and she feels fully seen. And because he is so masculine and because he's so confident in himself, she feels like she can tap into her feminine energy. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that already in the shift of season three, yes. where she starts to soften herself a bit mm-hmm. and she starts to open up herself and she starts to share things with her dad and you know, on all these yeah. other things. I'm not going to spoil it for everyone yeah. else. But like, <laughs> I think to myself, like, you know what? I think that makes a massive difference in the man that you're with too, because not only is someone trying to change you, but if that man is also not secure in himself and that's why he's trying to change mm-hmm. you and he's not secure in his masculine energy and he's projecting that feminine energy, you have to be strong Yeah, because mm-hmm. someone has to, right. be, you know, be that person, that relationship. And so now that I finally have that, I'm like, oh my God, I can be a woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can be so strong and tough and I don't have to have a wall built up all the time and feel like I'm looking over my back over everything. Yeah. And so it's a beautiful thing when it, it happens. It is a beautiful thing. Do you know it's funny? Because Sean and I have, you know, similar similar situation. We've been together for almost two years now mm-hmm. and he is increasingly working out of town more. And when he's gone, I'm kind of like, shit. Mm-hmm. I need to be tough again. Like I have to get back on my bullshit and like yeah. hold the fort down. But I'm like, wow. And I acknowledge it. Right. I'm like, you really have, have spoiled me in the way that like you care for me and protect mm-hmm. me. And, and part of it came cause I watched a like really messed up murder documentary. And then I went to bed and I was oh. afraid and it, but like, did you feel safe? In their presence. In sh- yeah, absolutely. You don't, even realize it. Mm-hmm. you don't even sometimes realize it until they leave yep. that there's this, overwhelming sense of safety just mm-hmm. with them. And it's nothing that they're doing particularly. Cause I'm sure people are gonna be like, well, what are they doing? It's just being with them. Yeah. Like they, everything. It's, energy. it's yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you sit there and I feel the same way. Cause I remember like when I came home and it was all by myself, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> like, I never yeah. there. You know exactly. I mean? I yep. It. And like, <laughs> it's also really funny because He's polar opposite of me, I think, in a lot of ways. You know yes. him. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. She's very talkative and bubbly. And he's like a very happy person, but he's very quiet and yep. like very quiet, observant. And, yeah. Um, he's really great with situational awareness. I'm not <laughs> at all. Hey mom, what's up, your best friend that I just like shoot up heroin on the sidewalk? Like, yeah. hey. <laughs> Guys. Um, yeah, so it's it's and I, I actually never really thought like two opposite personalities would be so cohesive, mm-hmm. but it works really well. But I think looking back in my 20s, mm-hmm. I dated people like me, like who yeah. are very um, outgoing and um, will take control of situations and and all of that. And it's I, I really enjoy what I have now. Good. How'd yeah. you meet him, by the way? Um, and this is your husband. No, my boyfriend. Your my boyfriend. boyfriend. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Um, I was, I was driving from Florida to California mm-hmm. to go to San Diego, actually to that meetup yeah. that we were talking about. And I had stopped in, um, San Antonio to make a donation at the Green Beret Foundation. And, um, I did all that. And then I had a night out in the river walk and I put up on my story, like 
hey, San Antonio, I'm here. Like, does anyone want to come hang out with me? And he did. He's like, I live in San Antonio. I'll show you some stuff. And so smooth, Sean. Yeah. Real yeah. fucking so smooth. My I had been drinking on the river walk since probably like 11 a.m. Oh, damn. <laughs> and by the time he came out, it was close to 9 p.m. Uh-huh. Oh, so I was lit, like lit in a way that I don't even ever get. Like I was just having myself a day because here's why. <laughs> because I travel internationally for work. And uh-huh. so like discovering new cities and exploring is is something that brings me a lot of joy. Yeah. And we had been grounded for the two years that COVID was oh, happening. Yeah. And so uh, San Ant- it was my first time in San Antonio. So it was my first time in two years that I got to go and explore a new city. And I was just like, freedom, <laughs> you know? And- um, Drinking. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much alcohol. <laughs> and so I didn't know that Sean didn't drink. So he comes, I'm oh, like, no yeah. I'm like, oh, take a shot with me. And he's like, oh, I don't drink. And I'm like, oh no. But like to the point that we were all talking about, he never, I, I kept drinking cause I wasn't gonna stop yeah. drinking when I was having fun. He sat with me and he just let me talk his ear off until about four o'clock in the morning. Aww. Once the bar closed, we went and sat in my car and talked even longer. And I actually had to work remotely the next morning. So like my whole life sucked that day. Yeah. You're like, this is a, this is a horrible yeah. decision. <laughs> I know those. Yeah. Yep. But before the sun even um, came up, I texted him. I said, I sent him an audio message. Actually, I was like, hey, I had a really good time with you. I'm in town for one more day would you, you know, like to do something? And he's like, I didn't think you would ever text me again. And I was like, why? (laughs) He's like, I don't know. He's like, you're just, you know, like awesome. I just thought you'd like go on and be on your way. And I was like, no, let's go do something. And so we did. And and like literally I went to California, did my thing, came back, spent a week in San Antonio with him, like spent some more time, went back to Florida. He flew to Florida and we, you know, did the distance thing for a little bit. And then how long do you do the distance Mids. thing? I've done. Di- I'm like a pro at distance. Uh, see, <laughs> I am not a distance fan. I'm. Not, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not a fan, but I do think it takes the right person to it do it. It definitely does. It definitely like, does. Because I, I was just thinking about that with my ex husband and talking to my boyfriend about it last night, and even to you, I think about it a little bit today. Like it was difficult to do it with my ex husband, mm-hmm. but with my boyfriend that I have now, it's really easy. But we also make quite a bit. We have a little bit more flexible schedules, and we make quite a bit of effort to see each other very, very often. Yeah, which makes a huge difference. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. We did it, I think, for like six months, maybe. Okay. Yeah, not terribly long. Um, you know, who doesn't want to move to Florida? No, I, <laughs> honestly, <yeah>. like we <laughs> have like, a little like, shack on the Florida. beach. Yeah. <laughs> so and he came, and um, it's been great. He loves it. I love it. Yeah. And like, but I still, he travels for work. I travel for, I travel extensively for work. Yeah. And you know, if I'm gone for two weeks at a time in a foreign country, like there's never been one time where I feel like I'm having to answer to him or get back to him or, or like, he's going to be upset if I'm out drinking with people, mm-hmm. you know, whereas in my previous relationship, mm-hmm. it was a constant point of contention. Where are you? What are you doing? Girl, Who are you with? Like, I, yeah. yeah, I had my ex-husband. I was out here in Vegas for a air force TDY, like a trip, like a work trip where I was doing like jump master duties and I was working all day long and I was getting like two to three, four hours of sleep, maybe a night. And he called me up because he knew what he did on his TDYs because mm-hmm. he was a Green Beret. And I'm not saying they're mm-hmm. all like that, but you know, they would all kind of sometimes fuck around. Mm-hmm. And so I guess, cause he, and I was so ignorant to this. Like, so all of a sudden he calls me up. He was like, I really miss you. I need to be with you. And I was like, 
absolutely not. Like I'm on, on a work trip. Like yeah. I never bother you on your work trips. And now you want to come out to be on mine. Like for most of it, I was like, I'm working. And he was like, and he sometimes would use his mental health mm. or his suicidal thoughts to, to push onto me to get me to do things. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I would be like, is that, are you serious? Are you really not like, are you really not okay? Well, well of course come. And then it kind of just be bullshit. Mm -hmm. So he kind of referenced that. And I remember being like, listen, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not okay with that. That I'm like, I'm really busy out here. You know what I mean? And boom, he was here mm. without even telling me. And I was just like, oh my God. And to me, I, it just screamed trust issues. It mm -hmm. also screamed all these other things. And he had to be like puppy dog in my back pocket. I'm like, I'm, I Ew. Mean, you know what I mean? It's unattractive. And I'm just Dang. like, I'm working with dudes and I figure like I thought, I mean, he knows I work with men, but they all respect me. They all mm -hmm. knew I've been married. They, they know I'm married. So it was just, I do get that because yeah. even now, like my boyfriend hasn't heard from me all day. <laughs> and I, and he's Sorry, like, boyfriend. Yeah, he's <laughs> to me like, I love you. Have a good podcast. Uh, like randomly, you know, see, that's yeah. what he knows we're doing. And so that, I think it makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also part of like in, in the twenties, you don't know how to draw boundaries. It's very true. Right. And then, in your in your well at least for me in my 30s like if I have a boundary you're not crossing it mm -mm. you know and I was really clear about my life and what I need when I met Sean because I knew it didn't work in my last relationship so I was like hey I travel a lot I need freedom I need independence I cannot like be answering to someone if you are an insecure person we should not continue yeah. going out and he's like Good I don't care you. yeah See, I feel like yeah. I'm, I came more into that now too. And mm -hmm. people are probably wondering who the fuck is this gorgeous woman sitting in front of us? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. It's Ashley Pearl Vickers. I love that your middle name's Pearl. Thanks, I love it too. Yeah. Was that your, was that your mom's middle name? It or was. Did she just, nope. Because so I have like a, sometimes I get passed down. Mm -hmm. My I have a twin. She has my mom's middle name. I know you have a twin. I have an identical twin. And That's um, cool. yep. And I got my great grandmother's name. Oh. Yeah. I love that. Yep. And Angie's so, here. Don't worry. She's here. I'm here. I'm just dealing with something. <laughs> my face is like got you know, burnt off. Basically. You all, we, listen, we've all been here before. <laughs> We're like, you guys know, like if your skin gets really dry or starts breaking out, like you kind of start, especially when it doesn't happen that often. Cause like you've always had like perfect skin where you start to like freak out and you're like, I gotta use every product in the yeah. world. <laughs> so I tried I a new that. product and it burned my fucking face off. And <laughs> now I'm peeling like yeah. a, like and it's a actually legitimately. Cause is she that, said, my face is fucked up. And I was like, oh, she's probably being dramatic. But it's it, you can see it. It's a little fucked it's up. It's red. And it's yeah. super red right now. I have like so much lotion like plathered on it right now because I'm going to have to do my makeup before the next one. Yeah. So I'm like, just soak in the moisture, baby. And when don't she, fucking peel. When you first wash it, though, you should have seen how it, you all, it was redder than this. I yeah. mean, this is orange, but it looks kind of red on there. You're probably like, is this bitch color? It does look good. You know what yeah. Dude, I like, I'm literally, you, it looked like a bad sunburn, but I will yeah. say it's really calming down quite a bit. It is, but like, it's so disgusting. Like this skin, it was like, I felt like gold member, like with Ew. the, dude. So I literally oh, took dude. a fucking eyebrow shaver, know, put dude. a ton of lotion on my face and started like shaving the skin off my face with the fucking little razor thing and that's like why it's so red because I think I irritated the fuck out of it yeah but, but I had to get that shit off what lesson did we learn what two products can you not use together don't use fucking retinol and <laughs> uh some acne fighter together yeah like it'll burn any salicylic acid and benzoyl peroxide or anything like that <laughs> with 
with retinol. Don't please. Bitch, don't I'm not a fucking dermatologist. Get the fuck out of your face. I'm like, what happened? She's like, oh, I don't know. Now it all makes sense. Yeah, well, dude. Because it was it, like she started telling me all these things that she's using, and she's like using this retinol, and she's like, yeah. Then I like read later on, you can't use the benzoyl peroxide with retinol. I was like, no. <laughs> She's, and then acne, all this acne stuff too. So I was like, oh Yeah, man. well, because I started breaking out. I was like this side of my cheek. All of a sudden I had like fucking like a bunch of pimples. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I don't do this. Like this doesn't happen. Yeah. I so know, I went to the store, bought a bunch of shit that I've never used before. And I was like, I'm just going to put all this on and it's going to fucking kill everything. this. See, it's going to kill these zits. And it killed my entire face and yeah. burnt the fuck out of my face. Burnt my face Gosh, off. Even right now, she's still, she's like, I want to put oils on and creams on. And lo-. I'm like, no. Yeah. Because no. I'm like, how do Stop. I get the fucking dry skin You're to go away? To. Like I need it yeah. to go away right fucking and now. And now in Vegas, which is super dry. Dude, not helping. Dry. Yeah. Yeah. So, so cool. I'm going to sit in a fucking room in Vegas the whole time because nobody's going to see me. <sighs> Whatever. No, you're not. We're going out that. Yeah, I'm just um, going to cover it up. Actually, now I'm curious. What do you do for work? Because you're talking about how you travel all over the yeah. place. Yeah. I specialize in international operations okay. for a multi-brand corporation. So it's in the world of franchising. Oh, shit. Yeah. We own um, internationally about three or four brands. So my primary responsibility is to work with our entities overseas and drive unit level profitability. Wow. Yeah. It's very fun. Yeah. We're in 42 countries. Okay. Um, so what's your favorite or where would you recommend? Oh, that's such a hard question. Is it? Yeah. That's a really hard question because like they all had their own flavor. Yeah. I, for me, what I like is nature adventure. I'm not a city person. Right. So Europe is very city centric, even though it has a lot of history and it's very beautiful. Um, so I really enjoyed, I think my top three w- thus far have been um, New Zealand, mm. Colombia, and South Africa. Really? Yeah. I've heard amazing things about South, South yeah. Africa. That was, th- I mean, it's such a beautiful country. There's a little bit of like, um, you know, some internal uh, mm-hmm. turmoil right now. Yeah. So that was a little, but I think that's part of what made it really awesome was it was also a little bit scary, right? Because yeah. everyone's like, <laughs> adrenaline. Like, like you have to stay shot. in like, like a very heavily guarded, gated apartment complex. And uh, it's like, don't go out after night. Um, but we also did, we went diving with great white sharks. And so that was like, damn girl. Yeah. Super for like 300 bucks. You go and it's like a two hour drive. And for then, 300 bucks, you could possibly die. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, that so, sounds awesome. Though. And same thing with, with Columbia. Bogota was a little spicy. Was it? Yeah. And so they're like, you just got to be really careful. Okay. So I see what your flavor mm-hmm. is. You like yeah. a little a spice little in your life. Just like yeah. you. <laughs> We're crazy. <laughs> Adventure. <Yay. laughs> That's awesome. So, okay. So you're dating Sean. Mm-hmm. And so before this, we were all talking. You're 37. Yes. Okay. And I'm 36 and you're 30. 31. <laughs> Are you 31? Yeah. Oh, you youngin. 31 oh, and a half. Please, 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 please. <laughs> and we were talking about the other day on our episode that just released about like aging, mm. right? And like women get into a certain age where they feel like, where I think a lot of times society puts like pressure on them to be like, why aren't you married? Why aren't you having kids? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you everything? Have you ever felt that way? Or are you just like, you know what? I'm doing me and I'm loving this. When my twin got married and had a baby, my family was like, what are you doing with your life? I'm like, I have family, my family, my family. And I'm like, I have an incredible career. I've been with the organization for 12 years. 
I'm like, <laughs> I'm healthy. I'm thriving. Like what specifically, mm-hmm. you know, are you looking for? It's like, we're going to settle down. Like, mm-hmm. when are you going to stop dating? I'm like, when I want to, when, when I, I find, find the right yeah. motherfucker, when I yeah. want to, but the irony of it coming from, a, um, you know, someone who has been divorced multiple times. You have two. Uh, no, I haven't. No, oh, I was like, what? the people, the people pressure. No, no, no. I was like, you have two. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Dodge no, that bullet. No. <laughs> no, like the pressure to get married and settle yeah. down comes from people who have been multiple, mm-hmm. multiple times divorced. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm, I'm 37, never, never married, no kids, but I, I, I'm happy about that. Yes. You know, like I've been engaged to mm-hmm. be fair, but that was always for me, I've been engaged twice. It was the kind of like the realization You're of like, woman. yeah, <laughs> it was I like, it's a compliment. Yeah, sure. When, when absolutely. Like, shit for being married twice. I'm like, well, at least two people wanted to marry yeah. me. Right? <laughs> they wanted to marry me really fucking me. quick. So yeah. 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 <laughs> but when you have to think about forever with someone it's a completely different thought process, it I is. think. Right. Yeah. And, and especially my first fiance I was with for eight years How and, mm-hmm, and we, we got engaged, I think at like year year five or six. And even just like the distance that happens in those additional two years, like, and at 20 something years old, I wasn't as intentional about nurturing my relationship mm-hmm. and like finding the path together versus apart. And yeah. You know, when I met him, I didn't have my career and the better my career got, the more distant our relationship got. Right. And it was because I wasn't like his right hand person anymore. I wasn't like Mm -hmm. he had a son. I wasn't super mom. And, um, you know, it it was the most amicable breakup of my life. We, I was, yeah, that's good. Yep. Are you still friends with them? I am. I was, I should say he has a new girlfriend and the new girlfriend is not uh, okay with it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. With it. Um, but I am friends with some of my exes. I know like a lot of people think it's not cool, but Sean is actually very close with one of my exes. Really? Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I, you know, I've heard such different opinions, but I have to be honest. I really think it's so situational dependent. Yeah. 100%. There is a relationship expert out there who's on like TikTok who gives, you know, like I know he has like some type of educational background too, but I'm not aware of what it is. But he will sit sit there and strip say like if you were with someone and they are friends with their exes, they are manipulative. They are like they, he starts naming all these things. They're selfish. Mm. They're narcissistic. And he's like, let me explain why. And he's like, because these people are purposely trying to hang on them for a reason. They're trying to keep them in their life and they're trying to like all these other things. And I'm like, you know, what? I can see some people doing that. Mm-hmm. But I also think there's some people who are like, you know what? I think we're just really better off friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I have respect for you and it's mutual. And I don't think you're ever going to like try to have sex with me or be inappropriate with me and vice versa. Yeah. And especially when your now boyfriend can be cool with them. Yeah. I like, I think that works out well. It's like how, you know, like when families, like when, you know, parents get divorced, but they like remain friends, Mm -hmm. especially for the children Mm -hmm. too. Like that's okay. So I know some people are like, well, yeah, there's children involved, but yeah. I think it really is super situational dependent. My first, my, my first fiance did have a son and that, I mean, obviously was a huge reason to stay, you know, close, but also mm-hmm. like we were best friends. And for me, 
in no matter no matter my age, the first thing to go when I start like losing interest in my partner is sex. Like mm-hmm. I immediately just don't want to have sex with them anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, Same. we had just gotten to a point where we got along really well. We lived in the same house. You know, I helped raise his kid, obviously with his um, ex-wife because he was divorced. But there was just no passion there. There was none. And so like we're moving forward with this wedding because everyone wants us to get married. And he had been out of town for a couple of days for work and he came home and I was like, can I ask you a question? He's like, what's up? I was like, were you excited to come home and see me? Mm. He's like, I don't know. Like I didn't really think about it. And I was like, but I know like he was so passionate about his son, right? And so I was like, but you were excited to come home and see him. He was like, yeah. And I said, do you feel that way to see me? Mm. And he's like, no, it's not the same. And I said, I think that you deserve to have someone that you feel excited to come home to, mm-hmm. but I deserve someone that is excited to come home to me. Yes. And he sat, I'll never, we were sitting on the couch and he sat down and he's like, I kind of think you're right. And I said, I'm going to cancel our wedding venue. And he was like, okay. And we both sat and cried for, you know, a few minutes and we hugged and it was like, I love you. Like I, you will always be my best friend, but I, we're going to, we're going to go in different directions. Do. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was the so best breakup ever. <laughs> healthy and respectful. Yeah. yeah. And amicable. Just like you said, that he is was a great guy. Beautiful. Yeah. It was a healthy relationship. It was, there was nothing wrong with it. It just ran its course. But you know what though? That shows so much love and respect for a person. Yeah, absolutely. It really does. Because I mean, I think I even, I told you guys this is like when, when I found out when I, when I realized to me what love I feel like truly was when I, when I realized I told my boyfriend, I loved him for me, it was, I do want the best for you though. Mm-hmm. And if I do realize in the same, in the same way, if I'm not the best for you, or if we both are just not good for each other, I'm not something that's like, I'm going to hang on to you because I love you so much and right. I want to hold us back or hold you back. Mm-hmm. Like I want you to experience the best. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is so selflessly beautiful. Yeah. But I think that's what the definite, I think that's what love is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you have love in your heart for this man mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be like sexual love. Like everyone's thinking like, mm-hmm. you know what right. I mean? But yeah. Mm-hmm. Because also think about it. And I read a book. I forget the name of the book. It was so interesting though. And it was something to the effect. It was a really long time ago, but something to the effect of that. We like put these parameters on love but like emotion is emotion. So if I tell you that I love you uh, as a female, right, mm-hmm. as my friend, how really is it that much different versus the love that I have for my partner, Sean, mm-hmm. right? But like we make up these these mental constructs of what love for Sean has to mean versus love for Tiffany has to mean, mm-hmm. you know, when really I think the the thing is sexual desire, right? I don't want to have sex with you. Obviously, I want to have sex with Sean, Mm -hmm. but you can also want to have sex with someone (laughs) that you don't love. So like it's a separate it's a separate emotion. So, you know, it's it's just interesting the way that like we define what it it can and cannot be and what the parameters of of love and and being together or breaking up all mean. Do you think it's sometimes to protect people's egos or their insecurities? Absolutely. When you think about it, you know, I was Mm -hmm. like, I was like. Because if I told one of my guy friends that I loved them, like, love you, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, depending on who you're with, the guy might be like, excuse me, what? Yeah. Like, that's the only word for me. And like, some yeah. people put a very, um, very 
they put a lot of importance on it to where mm-hmm. like they don't ever say it to really anyone. I do say it to a lot of people. I say it all the time. I say yeah. it when I hang up the phone with my best friends. Yeah, <laughs> Every yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like, or like when you leave, okay, I love you. Be safe. Yeah. Like, yeah. I do love you and care yeah. about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the thing is, I think there is different variances of love, like you said, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's another thing too. Like if, difference like, of I loving love my, somebody and being love in love with different. somebody. And you're going to love your parents. You're going to love your friend different than mm-hmm. you're going to love your spouse or, you know, mm-hmm. it is d- different. Yeah. But just because, but love is just kind of like an all encompassing word for it. Mm-hmm. Like people know what it means. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And just be in like, again, like just because I love say my ex, right? Like, of course I have love for him. Uh, we had a whole fucking life together, mm-hmm. but like there's, there's zero part of me that regrets my decision that ever wants to go back to him or, or like views him in that manner at all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was, it was just one of those things too, where I was really open with Sean when we met I'm like, Hey, I'm friends with my ex. I have two exes that I'm friends with. And I said, if that's a problem, like, let's just nip it in the bud now. Because again, with my previous relationship, he was cool with it when we started dating. But then when it came time, like for friendship things, right? He's like, well, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with this. It's like, well, that's on you because I told you when we started dating, like, this is my life. Mm -hmm. And, and not to say that I won't ever meet someone halfway or, you know, um, compromise, but I'm not going to compromise on being friends with someone because you're insecure. Mm-hmm. I will work with you to to build up those insecurities so that they're not there anymore. Yeah. But I'm not going to remove someone from my life because you don't feel good about it. Yeah. For no justifiable reason whatsoever. But the thing, though, is like it boils down to trust and it's a couple different things. It's like trusting you because that's what they have to have mm-hmm. and trusting that you will like that because they don't have to trust them. Right. I think it boils down to a youth. 100%. And I feel like trusting themselves. So they have to trust you because they have to be like, hey, like I know Ash has respect for herself and respect for me in this relationship. So I also realize that she's going to have boundaries and she's going to hold these guys to these boundaries. And I know she will do that because that's the type of woman she is and that's why mm-hmm. I'm with her. And then he also has to sit there and go, you know what though? The reality is, is like, while I do trust her, anything can happen. I'm not going to think it's going to and like worry about it. Right. Mm -hmm. But anything could happen. So I also at the end of the day have to trust myself that if something does, I make the correct decision and that I'm smart enough to be like, Hey, Ash, this is my boundary. And you already know this and you crossed that. I think Mm -hmm. that's inappropriate. So we need to discuss this or we need to take a further look. Yeah. Right. Yep. And those are the things that you have to do besides, besides doing the whole, like, controlling someone exactly because that's not that's not getting down to the root of the issue Mm -hmm. and also i think there's an art to it right like Mm -hmm. if someone if someone not an ex-boyfriend but if someone in life crosses the boundary i maintain my boundary that that's my responsibility but i also let sean know like this person crossed the boundary. Yeah, open I maintain my boundary. Yeah. They're no longer part of my life, and this is why. Because you don't get a, if you, once I know that you have ulterior motives or that there's a sexual desire there, like that's human nature and that's fine. But you can't really control that, right? Mm-hmm. So that feeling is always going to be there. And now I know that you're just waiting for your chance, mm. and so it's not healthy for my relationship to nurture that friendship anymore. And sometimes that does mean saying saying goodbye to good friends. It, it mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately did, and um, it, it's worth it though, right? Yeah. Like to build something healthy, because um, there's a there's an art to there's a book actually. It's called um, Not Just Friends, and it's I think the thickest book I've ever read. 
Uh, but when, <laughs> yeah, when I was in a toxic relationship, we were in counseling, our therapist, uh, recommended it. And so I bought the book so I could take notes, but we listened to it on audio mm-hmm. and the whole book is really how to set boundaries with people of the opposite sex yeah. and how to like communicate with your partner in a way that like nurtures tr- trust, builds trust and like still allows you to Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you would like to hear the remainder of the episode, please click the link in the caption below, which will bring you to the Patreon page for Big T Energy. We really appreciate all your support. And with your continued support through our Patreon page, we will eventually in the future be able to make this podcast free on all platforms for everyone to listen to. Girl, I'm jaded.